Bienvenidos. Welcome to the SLAR Report, Slack Report. Uh, as always, Victor Perez uh, greeting you to this other, this next edition, this new edition, I should say, uh, so far. Uh, again, of the only English language uh, recap of the Superliga Americana Rugby down in South America. Okay, everyone, so in this edition, we're going to be speaking about rounds three uh, and four. Uh, let me just uh, excuse me, rounds four and five, I just say, of again, of Zolar. And by the way, once again, as I said in the last episode, thank you very much for everyone that's been listening and showing their support uh, to this again, small edition uh, again through the uh, Earful of Dirt, uh, uh, Dirt um, uh, feed. That was what I was looking for specifically. So, again, thanks again, everyone, for uh, the support. And with that said, let's just get uh, jump right in. Uh, so, again, uh, talking about uh, rounds four and five um, in this, ma in this uh, particular round. Uh, Round four. Uh, first match we had was a uh, Cafeteros Pro against Cobras. So again, the team from Colombia against the team from Brazil. Uh, in this instance, uh, Cobras uh, proves uh, to be the superior uh, team, uh, beating Cafeteros 30 to 14, a historic first victory for the Brazilian side uh, in the league. Um, with this match, Cobras uh, came early, early lead, and never really, and we're never really behind the uh, the Colombian opponents. Uh, so Mosesuke opened the scoring, uh, specifically with a drop goal at minute four, and then six minutes later, you had your Reeves uh, landing a penalty so for a 6-0. Uh, after that, we just had a couple of tries by Lucas Trankes at minute 38. Then we got Andre Ruda. There he is again. Uh, I was mentioning his name. Uh, the number eight at 49. And then we got uh, Gidice or, or Widice at 76 after that. Uh, in the part of Cafeteros, all they had was a penalty try uh, and a try at the end of everything by, uh, let me see what is his name for Facundo Ferrari. Uh, Ferrario uh, was one of the Argentinians uh, in this team. So in, this match was uh, it was interesting coming in because uh, this was probably one uh, next to uh, Olympia, of course. This was Cafetero's closest match or closest opponent, excuse me, in terms of strength. Uh, At least I would think, uh, but again, definitely a Paraguayan team uh, in the first. Uh, but Cafeteros unfortunately couldn't show their medal. Uh, the good thing about the Cafeteros side, and you're going to hear me mentioning this throughout the, the the series, is that even if they lose, they happen to be quite competitive. So it's very similar to, for example, a Sun Wolves side when they were playing in Super Rugby. Although Sun Wolves won a couple of matches here and there, and Cafeteros have, have not done so as of yet. Um, And, and who knows if they will uh, this is I'm crossing my fingers that they do uh, but so far nothing um, we also have a couple of uh, yellow cards uh, one uh, by to Lucas Lisantis uh, one of the uh, Argentinians uh, in the Cobra side and another one uh, to Cristian Rodillegas uh, one of the Colombian guys in the Cafetero side specifically so moving from that match specifically uh, we had uh, Jaguares uh, against Olympia Lions in this one uh, Jaguares came victorious as always and and definitely quite strong as well with a 77-13 victory now which is interesting because uh, Olympia Lions actually led this match uh, 20 uh, excuse me not 20 10 to 0 uh, specifically and by the halftime 
Uh, it was let me see, it was twenty-one to thirteen by halftime. Uh, but again, the Paraguayans at least were leading. But all of a sudden, the floodgates just opened, and uh, Hawares said, "You know what? We're Hawares. We should be doing better than this." And ended up scoring way more uh, points again, getting to seventy-seven uh, to the to, to Lions thirteen. Um, so in this one, we had three tries uh, by one of the uh, Cancelliere uh, siblings. Um, let me see what's his, fir- uh, his first name because I keep keep forgetting. Uh, Martin, Martin Gasaliere. So it's three tries for him. Uh, then we had a double uh, for um, a last name Albornoz. Uh, I believe he was one of the starters in this match. Uh, let me double check real quick. Uh, let's see, Albornoz, Albornoz. Ah, can't find him now. Uh, Tomas, there we go. Tomas Albornoz, who's uh, the fly half. Uh, then after that, we also got tries by the Rue, uh, Babaro, Baca, uh, Gonzalez, uh, Bernasconi, and Cubilla uh, at the end. And, and that was, by the way, uh, let me see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tries. And interesting enough, eleven conversions by Tomas Albornoz, uh, one yellow card to, to Babaro, who even uh, in the end ended up scoring. Uh, we also got one try uh, from. Uh, from Olympia, and that was by uh, Enrique Quinteros specifically, um, which I need to find out. I believe he's not, he's not one of the, I don't think he's one of the Paraguayan guys. Uh, you, you, let me see, uh, Quinteros, this will be Enrique's his first name. I think I have something right here uh, that lists all the, the, the players, again, in, in alphabetical order. Let me see. Is it? Okay, let me see. Let me check Quinteros. Okay, you know what? I see a guy here, uh, Luis Quinteros. Unless his name is Luis Enrique Quinteros, which if that's the case, well, he's definitely one of the Paraguayan guys. So for this particular match, uh, again, Olympia was leading uh, somewhat, and then Hawada just remember what to do by the second half. Very similar to what happened uh, where they were playing against um, Peña, uh, no, excuse me, um, Cafeteros Soto. Cafeteros ended up putting twenty eight points, as we remember, as we mentioned previously. So at least they ended up winning a point for that one. Okay, moving on from that, after uh, we have Peñarol against Sectam. This was definitely the game uh, of the week because this was a nail buyer. In this one we had a Peñarol slightly winning by 26 to 22. So th- this was definitely the match of the uh, of the round uh, for the fact that it was going to be quite competitive and indeed it was. These are definitely the two teams that were closest to strength and it definitely it definitely showed on this one, of course, Peñarol, just like Cafeter, uh, just like um, Hawares, at least up to this point, was uh, 4-0 specifically. So the match had, of course, the intensity uh, of, of test rugby. Now, it may have uh, been a sign of things uh, to come for the uh, 2023 uh, qualifiers, 2023 qualifiers for Uruguay and Chile. So in terms of tries, Peñarol were outscored by Segnan, uh, three tries to two. Uh, Peñarol uh, won uh, by scoring an early try and then building, of course, on, on throughout. Uh, in this case, we got, um, in regards to Se- uh, Seknam, we got a try by Matias Karifulic, again, uh, his uh, Darmin tri-scorer, and also his brother, actually, Nicol- uh, Nicolas, I believe his first name. Uh, let me double check, but I believe his first, uh, his first name is Nicolas. 
uh, Jessica Matias, as we established already. Uh, yeah, Nicolas, Nicolas Gary Fulich. And also a try by uh, one of the players, last name Martinez, Raimundo Martinez, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, two tries by to Peñarol, as I mentioned before, by Manuel Ardao, which is one of their main uh, sevens players. And of course, two conversions there uh, for Nicolas Roger, again, was so far the top uh, point scorer in the league. Uh, and, and interesting enough, Matias Galifolich uh, uh, is actually there. <laughs> it is uh, because of uh, the, the game that they had against um, Cafeteros a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, now, as you can probably imagine, the match was a physical battle throughout, uh, this resulting in penalties being awarded to both teams, as well as yellow cards, which, by the way, um, we got uh, one, uh, two, two yellow cards to Saginaw and one uh, to, to Peñarol. In this case, uh, the Peñarol one was to Juan Echevarria, while the others from Saginaw were for Rodrigo Saavedra, and I believe his, his name is uh, Matias Dictus, uh, Dictus, yes, exactly, or Dictus, excuse me, specifically. Um, in short, of course, goal kicking was ultimately decisive. Uh, uh, the, the ultimately decisive thing that came to the outcome uh, of the match, and of course, kudos to to Peñarol for a great victory. Okay, so moving from there, we got now round five, and this one was quite quite, quite nice as well. So the first match, which was also an albiter, we had Olympia Lions against Cafeteros Pro. Uh, this was definitely Cafeteros Pro's game, uh, for the fact that this was the, their closest. Um, this causes opponent in terms of strength, and in this one, the Paraguayans team actually won 39 to 22. Uh, so, for this one, we ended up getting three tries to Olympia and three tries actually to uh, to, to Cafeteros. And I'm sorry, I take that back. It's actually 39 to 32, not 22, excuse me. Uh, but again, very close match uh, either way. Uh, so we had uh, four conversions uh, on, on one. Actually, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, excuse me, five tries actually to, to Olympia. And then the, let me see, so we got one, two, three, four, four to Cafeteros, excuse me. But again, in case of 39 to 32 uh, scoring. Uh, so for, for this one, which was, by the way, Olympia's already um, a second victory. Um, the win was, of course, uh, was, uh, was secured by in the final minutes. And, of course, the second time that Olympia wins uh, a match. So so the match featured nine tries, like I said, five uh, from Olympia and the other four uh, to Cafeteros that at least wins another um, Again, and another try bonus point. Uh, well, actually, two technically. One for the try and another one for finishing within seven points. Um, so the scoring started with Nicolas Royer. He landed a penalty kick. Um, that ended up being 3-0. to zero. Uh, Keep in mind, Nicolas Royer is, of course, the the brother uh, of the other Royer, Duan in Peñarol, uh, from, from there on. Um, then we have the first try actually came at the 10th minute uh, by Renato Cardona, the only Paraguayan player that's actually playing consistently. The one uh, player that people said he was already test level uh, by the time the, again, this, uh, this professional uh, league came to be. Uh, then from there we had, uh, let me see what was the other one. And we got uh, the, then the first try for Cafeteros came from Brian Perez, um, and then we have a really, really nice try by uh, uh, by John Arle uh, Urutia, the the famous Colombian uh, wing. Uh, in all honesty, if uh, it looked from if from the angle uh, shown on TV, it definitely looked like he had it, but. 
uh, but then again, yeah, SLR, uh, unlike Major League Rugby, is using uh, television match officials. Um, I, I'm not sure. That, well, uh, the touch judge really called it uh, for, for the looks of it, but it looked to me that he almost missed that. But in any case, it was actually good that they did it because it, ended up being it definitely ended up uh, uh, mattering. So from... Let me and let's see. So, oh, by the way, by halftime, almost forgot to mention. Uh, so the match, uh, the score was actually twenty-four to twenty-two. So only by two points. And of course, uh, Cafeteros was only able to add ten points, and of course, Olympia was able to add uh, a lot more. Uh, Again, this Cafeteros side is, is is interesting. Again, they are not winning, but at least they're coming up as competitive with a with a roster. F- pretty much full of Colombian talent over the Argentinian talent. And keep in mind, Olympia is playing most mostly with Argentinian players and a sprinkle of Paraguayans here and there. So what would happen if this was being all Paraguayan against all Colombian? More than likely, Cafeteros definitely would have won. But again, showing the competitiveness, even with again, even with this more experienced Argentinian player. So again, I have to, I just have to give kudos to Cafeteros. Definitely, again, even if they don't win the the, the, the championship, this is definitely the team I'm more more, more than anything rooting for, really. So again, I guess moving on from that, we got second match with round five, and we have second them uh, in this case against Cobras, and this was a sixty-six to ten victory to second them. Wow! Again. This was another match that I thought was going to be a lot more competitive, but nope, Cobras unfortunately was not. And, it, and keep in mind, it was a 10 tries to one performance on top of that. And as impressive as that is on its own, Cobras one try was an intercept try, by the way, which was really cool. And that was by uh, Gidise, again, one of the Argentinian players in the team. Uh, so Sognam, of course, were dominant in was in what was one-way traffic for all but the opening minutes. Because Covers had an early uh, chance of scoring uh, from Joshua Reeves, the the New Zealand uh, New Zealand board fly half, uh, which I don't know if I mentioned it, but he ended up getting to Brazil through his wife, which was great for the Brazilian national team. I had to say that definitely worked out uh, in their favors. Uh, now, the very first drive, I believe, came from Ignacio Albornoz, if I am not mistaken. Uh, yes, actually, they don't, the 13 minutes specifically. And just to clarify, that was um, uh, two tries from Albornoz, two from Baronio, one from Portillo, one from Aveli, one from Domingo Saavedra, and then his brother, um, let me see, I believe his brother's name, I think it's Carlos. Let me double check, because I think that they had the two Saavedra, Saavedra uh, Clemente, actually, that's the same. So one from Clemente, one from Fernandez, and one from Lucas Estavile. So that's, of course, eight uh, conversions uh, from, again, the nine tries, so one missing. Uh, and then we had two yellow cards to Paganini, and Moreno from Cobras, and none from, from Segnam. But, wow, again, I was definitely I was winning uh, a lot more from this, uh, uh, again, Oh, by the way, ten tries. Excuse me. So ten tries. So again, so there were two missing conversions. So, but again, I was waiting uh, or oh, expecting, I should say. Excuse me, a, a lot more from this uh, Cobra side, more than than we were bargaining for. Uh, bargain for, excuse me. But again, it is what it is. That's the nature of the of the game. But again, kudos to Segnam. Again, definitely a convincing victory. 
And then finally, we have uh, what I thought was going to be a lot closer, which was Jaguares uh, against Peñarol. Uh, and this one ended up being a 46-17 uh, victory over Juarez again. Now, in this one, Juarez uh, won cleanly, obviously. And unfortunately, uh, Francisco uh, Gorison, uh, one of the, of course, one of the Juarez players got a red card late in the first half. And even with that one-man advantage, Juarez still showed the medal over Peñero side that was coming hot. And of course, and these were the two unbeaten teams of the competition until, well, uh, of course, Juarez ended up losing. Now, it's interesting because the, the record obviously did not change anything. Because to the contrary, Hawaii Street team regrouped and they found a, a way to play with a seven-man uh, scrum. And this was effectively, which is the, the, the thing that, that gets me more than anything else. Um, so let's see. So in this case, in regards to tries, we ended up getting one, two, three, four, five, six tries uh, to only two. Uh, from from Peñarol. A really nice one uh, by Nicolas Freitas at, at the end, a minute 79. I don't know what it is with Nicolas Freitas scoring on the corners and something happening and the poor guy getting uh, getting hurt. Hopefully he's not too bad, badly injured, but the, the, the two times that he has scored, again, he has gotten hurt somewhat, of course, with the opposing player trying to, to knock him to the ground. In this one, by the way, Hawaii scored four conversions to Peñarol's uh, two. Uh, so this is quite again quite, quite something. Um, I was definitely expecting a Olympia Lions uh, Cafeteros Pro type of uh, deal with this match with with Peñarol in terms of scoring. Again, if the Hawaii wins again, I'm not extremely surprised. But I was definitely expecting again a lot more uh, in regards to uh, against scoring. And of course, unfortunately, uh, Peñarol goes uh, goes out of this uh, match with, with nothing. Again, uh, not not a point to their name, unfortunately. Well, in any case, everyone, now with with those matches uh, done, uh, of course, all competing teams will now travel to Montevideo because round six through ten will now be played at Estado Charrua, uh, the home of Uruguayan rugby, the home, of course, of Teteros, the, their national team. And of course, um, this is at the national stadium uh, of uh, Uruguay for as well. So the first round of matches in Uruguay will see Peñarol against Olimpia. Uh, and of course, Juarez against uh, Cobras. So in this one, we got, of course, um, a Cafeteros against Segnam uh, for round, uh, round six. Uh, so this will be played on April the 11th. So looking at our calendars, it's going to be this upcoming Sunday. So when we next uh, meet, of course, we'll be talking about uh, all the action around Essex. And then round seven will be on the 16, and it's going to be on a Friday. So let me see yeah, exactly. So in that case, uh, for the following week, we'll be talking about that one, and the one of that will be the 21st. Okay, so in that case, we'll be talking about only one round uh, for this upcoming week. So for next week, we'll be talking only about round six. And then we got to that only for round seven. So we'll see what happens uh, from round eight onwards. So round six again. So the first match will be Olympia against Peñarol. Uh, I'm expecting Peñarol to quite silently beat Olympia, but you never know. Then we got Cafeteros against Segnan. Hopefully Cafeteros will be a little bit more competitive in this particular matchup. And then we finally have Cobras uh, against Jaguares uh, since they couldn't uh, play the first, the first match due to the COVID issues at Cobras, which I haven't heard anything since. So hopefully things have mellow, uh, mellowed with them. 
in any case, we're definitely going to see a good match in this one. And I'm more than certain that, that uh, Hawales is going to put a lot of points against Cobras. Now, of all those matches, the one that intrigues me the most, of course, is Cafeteros uh, to see exactly how well they do from the round match, the round one match they had with um, with Tegnan. Remember that they lost that match 35 to 12. So um, it's been a couple of rounds now. Of course, his bodies, uh, I'm sure, quite uh, quite in pain. Uh, so there could be a possibility that uh, Cafeteros may put more points in, in this matchup, as well as there could be a possibility that may not. Of course, Segnum, just like them, are more than likely hurting uh, in regards to, uh, again, to to the bodies of the players, but we'll see. Um, so definitely that was a trigger in other matches. Olympia uh, against Peñarol. Another one from round one, of course, where Pernod uh, won a forty to eleven, and more than likely there, there might not be a bigger change in, in this one, but we'll see. And keep in mind, Pernod is going to be at home in, in this matchup, uh, so hopefully it's going to be a good one. Okay, everyone. So I think with that said, we have come to an end of of this uh, third episode of the Slot Report. Thank you very much for joining me once again. My name is Victor Opedes, which I didn't mention at the beginning of the the broadcasting. I just went straight to the point in this one. So of course, everyone uh, follow us on the social medias, of course, at facebook.com slash dirt. Same for Twitter, twitter.com uh, uh, slash uh, earfolder or at dirt specifically, and as well as in, in Instagram as well. Instagram, of course, we're unfortunately not posting a lot. That was the one running that. And in all honesty, I've gotten quite lazy in regards to running the Instagram account, but we still have it there. Again, if you want to, again, if you want to follow it just for the heck of it, thank you. We appreciate it either way. 